The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bike. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here's your host, Kyle Armstrong. Welcome back to another edition of the Forward Bike Podcast, right here from the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. Uh, this week, we're going to have a special guest, Gordy Gundaker, here on the podcast. Race. He's uh, currently racing on the World of Outlaws Late Model Tour, uh, going for the Rookie of the Year right now. And he's uh, been going to a lot of tracks he's never seen and a lot of seeing a lot of different things. And uh, he knows how to have a good time. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. Uh, he was actually here uh, when we did the uh, second episode ever of this a long time ago when uh, Nick Hoffman was actually in the studio and and Gordy was here and for some reason we didn't have him on so we should have had him on that night and got it got that done then but I'm sure he'd have a lot more things to talk about tonight so we'll uh, uh, this ought to be good so stay tuned for that but first I it's been a couple of weeks since I've done one of these. Uh, Adam Logan, he's out tonight. He's uh, having to work late. They're really keeping him busy over there at Bill Stein. So, uh, so unfortunately, he's not in here tonight. But uh, man, I got to go to uh, got to go to a lot of pretty cool races over the last couple of weeks. Went to Fairbury for the uh, for the Prairie Dirt Classic a couple of weeks ago, and had a blast up there. I just want to give a shout out to all those people up there that uh, showed us some great hospitality and. Really do appreciate it, uh, Gunner and Julie and everybody up there at that place. Mike Norris, the announcer for for all his uh, hospitality and everything they did for us up there. I went with uh, Kevin Deadman and Chris Deadman and the rest of the Dirty Grass Soul Gang and and they uh, man they're kind of making a name for themselves on the dirt track circuit right now and uh, they they played to a huge crowd there that Thursday night and we had a good time with them and. Uh, getting ready to, they're getting prepared to do a show at Eldora for the uh, World 100 weekend too. So, kind of a little dirt track tour there. Those guys, it's uh, pretty cool deal for sure. And Gordy Gundaker sang a song on stage with him. He's coming up here on the show, so we'll ask him about that too. But we had a good time there at Fa- Fairbury, hashtag falls, and a lot of fun. Got to see Brandon Shepard win a record uh, $100,000 purse there that night because of the lap money and everything so uh pretty historical night no lead changes because he led every lap because so he got all the lap money but the modified race that night was incredible getting to see mike mckinney outrun nick hoffman there on the top side i would have uh been fine seeing hoffman win it but man that was pretty cool to see mckinney win it because the place erupted and and cheers and everything he's got a lot of fans up there for sure and uh it was and he's a good guy too i've known both of them boys for for quite a few years and good to see him running good and putting on a show for sure um it's not dirt related but this past week here i got to go to a few asphalt races and went to north wilkesboro there on tuesday and wednesday night and it was incredible to see that place back open back up and uh it's and they're going to race dirt on it here in October. I'm interested to kind of see how that's going to go. But I was very impressed with uh, the the facility and the way they've cleaned it up and and got it ready to open back up. And the place was sold out the first night, and I guess it was pretty close to that on the 
on t- on Wednesday night, but I told myself I was going to go uh, the first night for sure, and if I liked it, then I'd go back on Wednesday night. Well, I not only liked it, I loved it, and I uh, went back both nights, and uh, it was it was truly incredible to, to be at that place. I never thought I'd ever get to go there, and I never had went there before. Uh, I know they did open it back up and have a race there in 2011. I didn't get the opportunity to get to go then, but uh, but I'm going to go now and take every opportunity I can. So if you are listening to this and you can get out there to one of these races, I'm telling you what, it's a, it's a pretty historic venue, and uh, there's no telling what's next for it. So, yeah, they're going to tear the asphalt off of it here after this month. So if you want to see racing on that track as it was when they when they finally closed it, you've got just a little bit more of a chance here to do that. So looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to getting over there a few more times here before before October and then a, and then a bunch in October too, I'm sure. And, and then this weekend, I'm looking forward to going to the North-South 100 at Florence, Kentucky, or Florence Speedway in Union, Kentucky, and also the uh, Hall of Fame ceremonies and all that stuff that's going on with this weekend. It should be a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to being there. It's one of my favorite races of the year, and they've done up the purse on that deal too. It's seventy-five thousand to win now, so no shortage of money for these guys out there racing every week, and uh, it's pretty good to see. I give a shout out to uh, Jonathan Davenport for winning the Cedar Lake USA Nationals this past weekend, winning that fifty-thousand-dollar payday, and then over here in Virginia, Chris Ferguson won the USA One Hundred. That paid twenty thousand to win, so both big wins for those guys and former uh, former guests on this podcast and probably future guests again at some point too. So, uh, so big congrats to those guys. Well, well, we'll take a take a break here in just a minute. First, I want to thank Superior Pools of South Carolina and Tour V Justin Prilliman and Andy's Towing for all they do for us. And uh, we'll take a quick break here on the Forward Bike Podcast and come back on the other side and call up Gordy Gundaker. Welcome back to the Forward Bike Podcast here on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. We're happy to be joined by Gordy Gundaker here. It's been a long time coming, Gordy. I know uh, you were actually here at the studio whenever we interviewed Nick Hall, or I interviewed Nick Hoffman back on episode two. This is now like episode 56. And, you know, why did it take us so long to get you on here is what I want to know. Well, heck, I don't know. You know, it seems like we tried a few times, just didn't work out. But, you know, at least uh, at least we found our way here. So, uh, you know, uh, glad to be here and uh, have a little fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, speaking of fun, you've, uh, you, you're you no uh, stranger to having fun there. I saw you at Fairbury a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we had a pretty good time those couple of nights, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we definitely did. You know, it was uh, that Thursday night there with uh, Dirty Grass Soul and Devin and them guys playing. That was a lot of fun. and. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, when you gotta, when you get to have some fun, you might as well let loose a little bit and, uh, it's all about having a good time. You know, we, uh, we spend a lot of time working and, uh, spend a lot of hours in the race shop and stuff. So when we get a chance to let loose, uh, we definitely do. Yeah, no, it's well-deserved too. I feel like, uh, all you guys that, uh, that go up and down the road, run, uh, work really hard to, to, you know, run these, ra- just show up to these races, much less. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of work, a lot harder than people that listen to these shows or whatever you know can really appreciate until they've done it for sure and and uh, i mean hell you guys are doing it right now man you're uh running in the world of outlaws going challenging for rookie of the year um i'm not sure if it's going as well as you hoped but it's 
Elders rookies going for the championship right now, and that thing's it's tough competition for sure. And uh, but I'm sure you're glad to be a part of it and going to some tracks you've never seen and all that kind of stuff. You can talk about that. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, it's uh, it's definitely been a bumpy road. You know, uh, we just really uh, haven't had a whole lot of luck fall our way, and and you know, you got to have things like that, and uh, sometimes you got to create your own luck, but. You know, it just seems that uh, on the nights that we're we're having really really good runs, uh, something something bad happens, or you know, a crash happens and we get collected in it, and it's not our fault, and that's the way racing goes, you know. But uh, at the same time, we've learned a learned a lot from the beginning of the year till now, and we've definitely progressed uh, from where we were when we started at Volusia there in January to where we're at now. So, um, you know, nothing to hang our head about. Max and and Tanner have put together great seasons, and uh, you know, they've been strong since the get go. And, you know, that's probably the biggest difference in points is they haven't probably had as many bad luck nights, I'd say, as, as we have. And, uh, you know, that's just the difference in, in points racing. But uh, really our main goal this year was just learn a lot and, and uh, see if we could better our program. And I feel like we've definitely done that. I think you have. And it's been pretty cool for, uh, for us to see uh, you show up in different parts of the country that you've never, you know, you're out there in that Midwestern region and, and southern nationals and all that and around st louis and all that area and getting to come out to some different tracks and uh uh you know like like gaffney you know i probably would have never even been on the radar had you not been running this tour this year and got to run there earlier this year so i guess that's been pretty neat to get to see some different parts of the country no it definitely has you know there's uh we had really never ventured out much further east than uh, eldora you know we really had only done that we only do eldora normally once a year but this year we've done it twice and you know, we did get to come out to, to Gaffney, and we've been out in PA and, uh, you know, just a bunch of different places, Atomic and, and some stuff like that, that um, you're right. We had never really even, we'd watched a lot of races there. You know, I've seen all the races online, and uh, this year we know we ventured out to them. So uh, it's definitely been, like I said, a learning curve. Some of them places we've showed up to, and we've been uh, really competitive, and some we've showed up to, and we haven't been. And uh, that's just part of it, you know, the only way to, to race with these guys and get better and be competitive with them is if you get out there and race on those racetracks. And that was, like I said, that was kind of the whole goal of this year was get out and, and do some learning and some racing all over the place. Um, you know, I don't know how many new tracks we've been to this year. It's, it's, it's well over 10. I do know that much, but, uh, that's the only way you get better. Uh, you know, you got a lot of guys that come from different uh, areas that are really good, but they've raced all over the country their entire lives. So that's the only way we're going to do it is if we get out there and race with these guys. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a grind for sure, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it has been cool to see you do that. It was, uh, it was cool to see you at Fairbury too. And, uh, you know, we, I, we done talked about that a little bit, you know, you had some fun there with dirty grass soul, but you, actually also had a pretty good top 10 run there that night in the feature and a pretty uh pretty hammer down like up on the wheel racetrack so that was cool yeah no for sure you know that's uh fairbury's uh obviously i've had some success there um before but you know it's a tough racetrack and especially you go there for the prairie dark classic we had you know 81 cars there this year and to find a way to lock in on our, our qualifying that on friday was huge uh because man those b mains are chaos uh, as you've seen on saturday just uh, that's not really a spot you want to be in is, is being trapped in any of those B mains, whether you're starting on the front row or in the fifth row, it's just, uh, everybody's going for broke and they're, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hurt feelings usually when you leave Fairbury because 
the atmosphere drives you there and uh you know we found our way in and, and then uh, started uh 15th and run 10th so uh nothing to hang our heads about there when you're on top 10 with the count of the caliber of cars that was there it's uh it's something to uh something to be proud of and, and build build up on yeah man that's a that's an amazing place out there too i don't think it i mean it gets a lot of hype but that, and i've been out there two years now and it lives up to the hype it's the it's pretty uh pretty incredible how like i like for instance i took the golf cart down in the pits there on, on that friday i think it was friday night after the racing mm-hmm. and it was unbelievable you couldn't even drive the thing through there there were so many people down through there yeah you know and that's how that's how it's how it always is there uh you know ever ever since i be, uh, you know since i started coming there it's always been like that whether it's a summer national race the falls frenzy the Praetor classic anything any big race they're having the people show out, they, they show up in the backstretch. And then when the races are done, they are full force all over the trucks and trailers. It's uh it's a totally different atmosphere than just by anywhere else in the country. And it's what makes that place special. And especially makes the Prairie Dirt Classic so special. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Well, I want to talk, I want to get you to talk a little bit about your dad, Kevin Gundaker. I, uh, I know he's uh, pretty much done it all in his racing career. And uh, he's, he got you guys started and you and your brother there and, he uh, and and you've got the Tri City Speedway there that he helps promote and works on the track and everything and and your dad stays pretty busy too all the time, don't he? Yeah, you know he's uh, he's been full go since uh, obviously since the day I was born and long before I was around. So yeah, you know we were uh, we were definitely born into this stuff. You know, uh, dad really you know raced his whole career. You know, thirty five years is what he did, and when I was born there in ninety two. Uh, he was right in the midst of full swing still. So, uh, growing up, that's all I did. You know, I went to the races on the weekends and then, you know, I started racing quarter midgets and go-karts and all that stuff. And we just kept, kept staying wide open. And then obviously Trevor come along 10 years later and it was, and, uh, it didn't change, you know? So, um, yeah, dad is, uh, been for, for, uh, being, uh, 67 years old, he, he sure hell is, sure as hell doesn't slow down none. And, um, you know, we're very thankful you know, to, to have him around as our dad. And, and even more than that, he's a mentor. He's like our best friend, you know, he goes up and down the road with us and spends late nights in the, in the shop with us still, and, uh, works on the race cars and, and definitely has taught us more than he'll always tell us. He, uh, he's going to forget more than we'll ever know. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure he's a hundred percent right on that. <laughs> I think I've heard my dad say that before too, but he's right. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, he stays, he stays so busy. I mean, like he helps you guys and he keeps that racetrack going out there at the tri city. And then, uh, and then also there in December, he's working at the, under the dome up there. And I don't know when he sleeps from what I can tell, he's all the time busy. So it's good to see him staying active and all that and keeping, uh, keeping this racing alive. Yeah. You know, he, he, uh, he lives and breathes racing and, uh, you know, when he retired there, that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to, he always wanted to own a racetrack and they took over tri city and, uh, I don't know how many people really um, knew Tri-City pre-our era. I guess you'd say there at the last five, four or five years of Tri-City's life before we got it. It was it was getting kind of run down, and uh, it really needed a facelift. And Mom and Dad did a did a hell of a job. You know, obviously, it, uh, the success piece for itself. You know, I feel like they have one of the uh, top racetracks in the country uh, when it gets down to it. You know, between the facility and the racetrack and just the atmosphere and people that – uh, they really care about uh, the race car drivers and, and the fans that walk through the gates and spend their hard-earned money. They do a great job of, of promoting it and putting on big events, uh, you know, for people to come see. I mean, 
we've, we've lost a ton of races this year, but, you know, we were supposed to have the Outlaw Sprint Cars, the Outlaw Late Models, Lucas Oil Late Models, MOA Sprints, USAC Midgets, you know, the the things, it's endless. MLRA Late Models have their championship there at the end of the year. It's, uh, they're not shy on big events. They want to bring big events to this area. They always have. And, uh, they, uh, they, do, they do not lack effort, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. They've got one of the nicest facilities in the country. I've never been there myself, but uh, it's one of those that I've got circled on there. I'd like to go out there sometime and uh, and see a race there in person because man, they they really got it going on for sure. Yeah, no, they definitely do. And and then you know that now is uh, been hired on to as the general manager at uh, Moberly uh, Raceway out there. It's uh, about Central Missouri. They're going to have a couple big shows a year and. Um, you know, they got a uh, MLRA race coming up here. I think it's a 10,000 to win, 1,000 to start deal, and Dad's doing that, and obviously the Dome. And, you know, they just uh, – Mom puts on the – they put on a indoor series there in the winter that's go-karts and uh, outlaw karts. They uh, they do not know – like, they don't they don't understand how to slow down, but they, just, they love racing so much, and uh, they just constantly go, 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 and, and they just love to give back to the sport of racing. Did you say you were the general manager or your dad? dad is i got you I was, so he's wearing another different hat again still yep yeah he's got a few he's got a few different ones he puts <laughs> on on different days that's for sure yeah for sure hey i want to uh i want to ask you about something go back to june here after uh i guess it was right after the dream there um summer nationals was kicking off and you pulled like an audible there and went to that belleville high banks and ran, and ran fifth of that xr race you know they ran the big track the first night and i remember seeing you say on social media or something, once they said they were swapping to the quarter mile track, you're like, man, I'm all in. And you went up there and ran fifth. Talk a little bit about that trip. Yeah. You know, actually it was kind of funny. We sat there um, and watched the Monday night race. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about, uh, talking about the race after it was probably about uh, midnight, whenever all that kind of ended up. And, you know, they had posted a, a little press release saying they were moving to the to the small track the next day. And uh, uh, the guy, Derek, that was helping me at the time, we were sitting there together and we kind of looked at each other with like a shit eating grin that was like, man, maybe we should uh, maybe we should go. We had our black diamond car that, uh, you know, is pretty notorious that I'm pretty good in about running around the bottom and the little tracks. And um, yeah, we decided we were going to do it. So we drove over to the shop and, and uh, poked in mom and dad's room and said, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to go to Belleville and we actually had, uh, the, the car was already in the trailer. So we just got the rest of our stuff together and we actually left at about two in the morning and, uh, drove throughout the night and got to Belleville about 9 AM. And yeah, we, we run that night. And, uh, I think, I think we run fourth. I don't, I don't know if it was fourth or fifth. I can't remember, but, uh, we were actually pretty good. You know, we were up there with those guys and, um, made a quick it was it paid sixty five hundred dollars to run fourth you know so for a guy like me that was uh that was a big swing it was it was nice you know to put that in your racing account um yeah and uh yeah you know it was like a quick 36 hour turnaround trip that we did on a whim and you know sometimes you just got to do those things you guys got to go for it and um like a bunch of the guys are jd and those guys were giving me crap about you know rolling up there and said i was scared to come the night before and uh you know, one really like that. Just sometimes it's a business decision. So we rolled up there and running the top five with those guys and uh, got out of there. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're a, you're notorious for running those little boring tracks, and I think that fits your style a lot. And that was cool to see you go out there and make it count and uh, and get a good paycheck out of the deal. I mean, that paid more than uh, than going and winning one of those summer nationals hell tour races. So it made you kind of look like a genius in a way, I guess. 
Yeah, it did. You know, that was the open opening night actually of the summer nationals at Kankakee, and the winner of that race got got five thousand. We made sixty five hundred. So, uh, but you know, it's just uh, we're racers, man. We got to go where the situation looks like it's best for us. And uh, we were like, heck, let's just see if we can go up there and find a way to 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 make some money. And you know, who knows if we could have went up there and won that? Who knows what would have happened? It'd been it'd been pretty crazy. But uh, it's just, uh, yeah, we're racers. That's what we're that's what we're here to do, and that's what our sponsors are on these race cars for. Is they want to see us on the racetrack and run it up front. So we took a full opportunity of doing that. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're out of uh, St. Louis or that St. Charles, I guess, and that area anyway. You're uh, seems like you're really good friends with Nick Hoffman, and and you guys are pretty inseparable whenever y'all are around each other. How? Tell us a little bit about that friendship. Yeah, you know, me and Nick grew up together. Um, uh, Dad and, and Daryl known each other since before me and Nick were around. And, uh, you know, they were still in the Belleville area whenever uh, me and Nick were, you know, five, six years old. So we grew up racing quarter midges together. And, uh, you know, we just known each other for forever. I got so many pictures of me and Nick holding trophies and acting like goofballs when we were kids. <laughs> and, um, you know, that relationship never really died out, you know, even when they moved to North Carolina. Um, obviously, we both just kept racing and and you know we've stayed close over the years and and uh we're still the same way you know obviously we're it's one of my best friends and we talk probably i'd say we probably talk on the phone four or five times a week and we text each other every day you know and uh he's just uh, one of my best friends you know um hell of a race car driver as well and then obviously like i said we like to we like to have a little fun together and we've, we've gone on some trips and cruises and uh spent a few times at the uh, old slide job ranch up there at ricky's and uh, we've definitely had some fun and uh yeah it's just uh it's it's a fun it's a fun deal to know that you know i grew up with him when we were like i said 25 years ago is really we got to know each other and we're we're still as close as we were back then yeah that's pretty cool i've uh hell you guys still are goofballs really whenever but y'all you guys <laughs> take your uh you guys take your racing so serious more than any more than any well i mean more than anybody you know really realizes and especially Nick, he's building these chassis and everything. And he's, he's, it's serious business every time he's there at the racetrack, but you guys do get a chance to cut up and act up and have a little bit of fun every now and then. And I guess that was an example there. It falls a few weeks ago for sure. But yeah, I've known Nick and, and them since, since basically when they first moved out here to this area too. So I've to the, you know, to the North Carolina area, I've pretty much known him ever since that. So we've been pretty good friends and all too. So, so yeah, it's a pretty neat little connection there for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and, uh, you know, really that's, it's just fun how them, them friendships come full circle. Uh, you know, Zach Dom's another one of those guys. We all, like I said, Zach, um, grew up racing with us too. And we're still all super close. And then, uh, you know, obviously when, when, uh, Nick moved out there and, uh, he become, you know, buddies with, uh, you know, Larson and, and Ricky and all them. And, and obviously I, I kind of gelled well, obviously we're all racers. So we all just gelled well together. And, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see, uh, some of your closest friends, you know, be so successful at so many different levels of racing and, um, you know, we get to have fun and, and do it at the same time because we get to spend nights at the racetrack where we're all together. And, um, you know, I think it's just obviously one of the, the beauties of, of racing uh, is that you're around your best friends all the time. You're at the racetrack with them. And a lot of people don't get to see all their friends all the time, where I feel like on the other hand, we get to see ours uh, a lot more. But uh, most of the time it's serious. And uh, when we get a chance to cut it up, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Gordy, you haven't uh, been able to find victory lane so far in 2022, but you've had won a lot of races in your career. But uh, when do you 
Like, what you're uh, looking forward here on the schedule here? What's one of your best chances you think that you can uh, get that number eleven machine up in the victory lane? Well, you know, we go to uh, we go to Davenport, Iowa here in two weeks uh, or a couple weeks or whatever. And and the last time I was there, you know, I was up front, won my heat race, and uh, just didn't uh, didn't make the right changes for the feature. And uh, it was kind of something I think I did, and uh, just a learning deal. But I feel like you know that's a, a kind of a bull ring, get it on type place that's got a good bottom and, and can get some top. And um, you know, we've been we've been competitive. You know, we were up front. We've been up front for the last two months now. We've been qualifying on the front row and winning our heat races and doing all the right things early in the night, just, just off just a little bit there, uh, you know, for the features when we've got top tens and top fives, we just haven't found victory lane, but you know, that's, that's coming. Um, and I feel like once we knock down one, we're going to knock down a few, uh, you know, we've definitely made it our presence known that, um, you know, we're, we're there and we're there to be competitive and, um, I think Davenport would be a great one. Obviously, um, one of my great sponsors, Hoker Trucking, uh, sponsors that event. So it'd be be really uh, neat to find a way to to win one of those races. Yeah, and that's a three day show there at Davenport too, and it's uh, right in your wheelhouse. And I mean, and I'll I'll let you in on a little secret here, Gordy. Usually, about every guest I have on this podcast goes on to win a race in the next week or two. So uh, so maybe that maybe that voodoo will follow you in the victory lane there too. So. Uh, I, I hope so. That'd be, uh, I could, I could use some of that good mojo and, and uh, we, I'd gladly, gladly add a W to that, to that list of guys that have been on there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome, man. What about, uh, I got to ask this. I know, I know a lot of people listening have seen that documentary with you and Tyler Carpenter kind of tell us a little bit about that deal and how your you and Tyler Carpenter's relationship is at, at this point, I guess it was all in fun, but it looked like y'all were pretty serious about it from that video. Yeah, you know, they uh, obviously uh, Tyler's done a hell of a job there at the Dome the last couple of years. And uh, I think, you know, I think it just something that's different about that event than anything else is, you know, there is no other place like it. And it, it stirs up some emotions. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of content that comes out of that weekend. And I think, uh, you know, they wanted to they wanted to push us against each other. Obviously, uh, Tyler was a, a kind of a favorite going in that weekend after what he'd done the year before. And. I've had some success there and made a lot of races and been up front. And uh, I think with a, both of our personalities, it was a perfect storm to kind of push each other uh, against each other. And, you know, I respect Tyler for what, for obviously for what he, what he's done there at the dome. Obviously it's not easy to show up there and just win those races, win any races. It's not easy, but to do it back to back years. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, um, it's competitiveness and it was a lot of fun, you know, and, uh, I think at the end of the weekend, when me and Tyler walked down there, one of his crew guys didn't really know that it was a little bit of a gaff, you know, and uh, he was still a little fired up. And then we had kind of had to explain to him that it was, uh, you know, kind of an entertainment deal. It was still real, but it was entertainment. And uh, and then everything was all good and we were all laughing about it. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I think I hope the fans really enjoyed that. It, it uh, I think it fed some energy into the building. I know I had a lot of people stop down. I still have people ask me if I'm going to bet Tyler Carpenter this year again and, and things like that. And, uh, I, hope I, tell, so. I tell him if he wants to do it again, I'll <laughs> gladly do it again. Cause I feel like I'm going to get his ass here uh, this year. We need a, we need a volume two of that production. I feel like this year. Yeah. I think I would say that you're probably going to get it. I know that, uh, right there before really actually the last time when I paid him, he actually said, how about double or nothing next year? So, <laughs> um, I'm go- I'm more than up for doing it again. That's perfect. Yeah. I look forward to, seeing that little rivalry go on to the next level. Uh, while we're on that subject, I mean, 
I know your your dad and your family is is pretty close tied with that dome, but just how special of an event is that really from your perspective? Well, I mean, obviously it's huge for me because it's uh, it's in my hometown. You know, I'm not even 30 minutes from the dome, so it's super close. And uh, I have a lot of family and a lot of friends that go to that race. Uh, you know, hell, I think probably the last couple of years I haven't I've had no less than 100 or 200 people of my closest friends and family at those races. Uh, so it means a lot to me. Um, but, you know, just more than anything, I think it means a lot to the sport, which is what I love, obviously. So, uh, you know, it's such a big event uh, just overall because you get so many people tuned in. So many people show up to actually watch the race. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of action going on and a lot of things surround that. Um, you know, I've got some sponsors that are that are really pumped up for this year's that we're going to have a, a special wrap car because they really want to do something cool for it because it is such a big event. And there's so much notoriety behind it. Yeah, I've uh, there again. I've never gotten to go to that race, but I uh, from from what everything I've seen and heard and watched, you know, I obviously watch it every year, and it's it just looks like an incredible vibe. All those all these race fans are in the middle of downtown St. Louis, and usually we're miles out in the country when we're going racing. It's just a totally different vibe uh, to see that kind of an event go on, and they're they're in a in a town like that, and I'm pretty sure that. Uh, that all the locals that are there in that town don't don't understand quite what's really even going on around them. And it's got to be a pretty cool sensation for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, the, the looks I feel like we get when uh, all those rigs are rolling down, uh, down ninth street uh, is, uh, is pretty funny though. They don't know what the hell's going on and they're, they're trying to figure out what is in these trucks and trailers and what's <laughs> all happening. And, you know, and then, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, I would, you know, the uh, nightlife, I guess you'd say, is a little wild, too. It's pretty neat because you get, I feel like the fans that go get such a more in it, you know, like a, an experience because a lot of us drivers all end up going out on the town after and we're out either eating or we're out at uh, Ballpark Village or some other places. And you next thing you know, you're hanging out with all the fans and, and really having a good time. And uh, and that's kind of a totally neat deal that uh, I would say you don't really get anywhere else. So, you know, it's. I even say sometimes we're going, you know, it's more of like we go to a, we're going to a race and a party breaks out is really what happens because there's just, uh, it's a lot of fun and you get a lot of the best guys in the country all there together for three, four days. And, um, you got nightlife literally five minutes from you, you know, you hop, you're in your either hotel and then you take a little Uber ride right next to a bar or, or wherever you want to go. And it's a totally different deal than anywhere else. Sounds like PRI on steroids to me. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. That's 100% <laughs> what it is. Maybe we should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we might have to do that. We might have to do that <laughs> if we can't sell it. So, yeah, man. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what all you got coming up this this year, Gordy. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time out with us. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to uh, announce or anything on here, but uh, that's really about all, all I've got. No, no, man. I just I really appreciate you having me on here. It's been a long time coming. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely have to do it again. Maybe we'll have to do a deal and get me and Nick or somebody. We'll get a, we'll come into the studio and hang out. Maybe when we come up there in Charlotte there for the world finals and, and do something like that. Oh man. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. You know, that was like episode two or whatever. When you, when you were actually here with us, we're still in the same room and all that. And yeah, this is episode that you're on. is going to be episode 56. So it's, it has been a long time coming and, uh, you know, I apologize for that. We'll, uh, <laughs> 
Well, uh, we'll talk to you a lot sooner than that, hopefully, in the future. Yeah, no, definitely. We, we definitely will. Like I said, it's been fun, and uh, I always, always appreciate talking with you and hanging out, and it's always good seeing you around. So, uh, obviously, it'd be cool if we get back up there to, to Gaffney in October and then, obviously, Charlotte in November. So, we'll uh, we'll definitely be seeing each other sooner rather than later. Well, the next time – I was kind of looking over your schedule there while we've been talking. It looks like the next time you'll see me is probably going to – I'm going to Florence this weekend. I don't think you are. But I'm the next time we'll probably cross paths will be there at Eldora. Yep. Speedway oh, yeah. for the for the world and the finish of the dream. Well, you know who's playing there on that Wednesday night, don't you? Uh-uh. Dirty Grass Soul right there Are on Wednesday really? night at Eldora. That's going to be an incredible time. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Well, good. That's uh, we're gonna. I guess we're going to get to have some fun again. Yeah, get to make sure you get there early that, that weekend and be there on Wednesday night because that's going to be a good time. We, uh, we're proud to present that with, uh, with SRI, who I work for. We kind of put that package together, and uh, I think it's going to be a big night for – for um, brand awareness and all that type of stuff and plus have a great time too so yep i guess i'll have to pack my dirty grass old merch and uh <laughs> throw a hat on and, and see if we can't get on stage again that's right hopefully we can make that happen yep we'll have to get on devin so, so i appreciate you having me man absolutely gordy and uh if you got any sponsors you want to thank here before we go off there yep no absolutely you know um spartan transportation Haas horizontal knap auto parts penske shocks ted brown's quality body paint and body shop um longhorn race cars lucas oil k1 race gear jt auto sales kaiser manufacturing performance bodies comedic gaskets swift springs uh long acre racing schoenfeld headers hooker harness lajoy seating um god the list jones racing products mittler brothers um you know there's so many guys um loveless custom services more tractor uh, jc properties uh, Clements Racing Engines, um, Bell Helmet, Hoker Trucking, um, Fast Shafts, 5D Speed Shop, um, PEM Racing Gears, Gateway Powder Coating, Dyer's Top Rods, FK Rod Ends, um, High Caliber Graphics, Sweet Manufacturing. Without those guys, um, none of this would be possible. Uh, you know, I've been very, very lucky to uh, to have those guys behind me. Um, one of my two of my newest ones. Uh, Sean and Corey Weiss uh, with Vexel and Yeti. Uh, those guys have been been awesome. And uh, Ronnie Hanks and KB Carburetors. You know, with like I said, without them guys, uh, I would not be able to go up and down the road and do what I do. And uh, I'm very, very thankful for for all the things they've done for me over my career and uh, all the things they uh, will hopefully do for me in the future. Absolutely, Gordy. And we look forward to seeing what uh, what's coming up next for you. I think you got a bright future ahead of you. And uh, looking forward to seeing what what's up next. So. Uh, that's been another yep. uh, another episode of the Forward Bike Podcast is in the books for this week. Thank you to Gordy Gundaker for being on. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>